Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Welcome, Grit to Greatness listeners. I hope everyone is doing great today. There's a lot of exciting things going on in the world, and I'm very motivated and energized. It's a Saturday morning when we record this, and David, it's the last Saturday before football. Um, I can't wait. I literally, this morning, when I woke up, I was thinking, wait a minute, next week when I wake up, there'll be football. Very excited, and before too long, the Tennessee Vols will be playing. So, I'm very excited as I look at your Ohio State football signature signed uh, behind you there in your office. We'll have to move past that, but um, it's a great time to be alive. Uh, We've got a great friend with me today, a very close friend. His name is David Holliday. He's a CEO in the healthcare technology space. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a Christ follower and a leader in both work and in the world of uh, helping mentor other Christians, and I really appreciate that. Uh, He's a mentor to me, and again, he's a close friend. Uh, Welcome, David Holliday. Chuck, it's an honor to be here with you today, and and it's an honor to have and a privilege to have your friendship as well. I know I've really enjoyed our conversations over the years and the opportunity to lift each other up. I appreciate that. I really do. And listeners, this is going to be one of those where it just kind of flows. Um, there's a little bit less of an outline just because our conversations uh, about these kind of things just tend to flow. So I really believe it's going to be one where you can just kind of sit back, listen, and enjoy, and then... Uh, uh, I'll pull the nuggets out of it, and I will definitely put the nuggets in my uh, episode notes. Uh, when you go to uh, listen to the podcast, you can find our notes there. So uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this journey. We're going to be talking about culture, uh, building a culture, being part of a culture. And again, as always with our podcast, it's not just at work, but kind of in all areas of our life. So uh, I'm going to uh, earlier, David just kind of got on a flow as we were talking about what we're going to do. So I'm just going to turn it back over to him. Kind of get started, and we'll go from there. Back after it, David. Chuck, thanks. Uh, you know, we were we were just chatting about how what what should be the focus of this conversation today, and and uh, so easily as leaders, we get focused on uh, you know uh, the top line and bottom line of our businesses, and what does it take to deliver success in our in our organizations. And uh, there's an old saying by Peter Drucker that uh, culture eats strategy for lunch every day. And I thoroughly believe that. And if we don't focus on the basics in life of what's important, and that's having a, an, an emphasis on an organization, a group of people that uh, draws people in, allows them to do their best on a daily basis, then we miss all the, all the important aspects of why we're here. Um, and that, that why we're here comes back to uh, some, some basics, you know, in life. And I, I, I like to sum it up in three questions, you know, that, that really help us think about creating culture and then creating the opportunity for a purpose-driven life in all aspects. And, and we'll come back to this whole point of work-life balance and how people try to separate it. And I, I, don't, I don't buy into that. Um, well, so let's let's dive into those three questions and talk about it for a minute. Sounds um, great. You know, we we uh, we all are dealing with at some point in our life 
uh, whether it's earlier or later. And, and part of what I believe my purpose is, is helping people deal with that a little bit earlier than later. Uh, why are my two feet planted on this earth? And, and what am I here to accomplish? I mean, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty short existence that we have as humans. And if we wait till halfway through our life or later, which is kind of generally the accepted time that we start going, okay, what's the impact I'm having? And, and what's my legacy going to be? Uh, it's way too, way too late. Why, why wait so long? And so let's have that conversation earlier. Um, and when we think about our two feet being planted on this earth and having purpose, having an impact, uh, it starts with a lot of soul searching. And, um, and I think we're all on that quest, uh, whether we want to admit to it or not, we're all on that quest. It's by design. It's by our creator's design and that perfect little hole that he's left in our heart that can only be filled one way. Um, but in the business world, we're not talking about that specifically or directly, but we are at least acknowledging the the aspect of this this quest, this this feeling of wanting to have an impact on purpose. And I, I think when we wrap that up in engagement and in how we how we put a, an entity of people around something and having the ability to step in together and create a team and do something bigger than ourselves. It starts with these three questions, know me, focus me, and care about me. And uh, we, we all are looking for an opportunity to be known for our strengths and capabilities that we bring to the table. Uh, some of us would call that God-given strengths uh, because we believe that those talents are, are uh, provided for us and inputted into us by the Father. Uh, some of us say those are strengths that are coming from other places and, and they're, they're exercise muscles that we've learned how to adapt and grow over time. No matter which way you look at it, uh, the opportunity to take those strengths and have an, an entity or a group of people, a community who recognizes those and allows you to use them to the best of your ability, that's one of the things that we're all searching for. And then next is focus. And we can talk about the, the focus side from the standpoint of, of a business or a vision or a purpose that, that we're striving for. Um, and without that focus, there's no way that you can put your individual strengths together with others to do something bigger than yourself. And, you know, that's it uh, is the idea that we can be vulnerable enough to lay our ideas on the table, have them improved by others, and then do things bigger than ourselves uh, that's the point of a team. You talk about playing football, right? Uh, if, if it was, uh, if, if, if I had all the needs or all the strengths and all the capabilities to do the job by myself, I would have the David Holiday Inc. Uh, uh, company and I'd be doing it all by myself and, and the impact I made there would be acceptable. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, we all want to pull in with somebody else or another group of people to make something bigger than ourselves. And, that's where we've got to have that focus as well. And we can come back around to that spiritually and talk about what that is as well. Um, and then the last one is to be cared about. And, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, being cared about from the standpoint of as an individual, knowing that we all are human, we're made uniquely uh, and we're made with individual different characteristics. And we want those to be, we want to be able to bring those to the table uh, but we also have this element of being selfless in the process that we have to uh, aspire to that allows us to operate as part of that team. Um, 
And that's the way that we're able to show up and, and be able to do things with a larger group as an organization. It's, it's not in our ability to say, how can we separate and balance our personal self and, and keep them on the weekends and in the evenings and then bring our business self to work during the day from eight to five or why wouldn't it be nice if it was just eight to five, <laughs> eight to 10 or whatever the time frame is that you're, that you're operating under. And, uh, and if, if we really operated that way about the way we talk about balance, I think we'd all be dealing with schizophrenia and trying to keep those two things separated when, when really it's about who we are all the time. And can we genuinely be ourselves authentically all the time? I love that. That's awesome. Um, so much to, to unravel there. And so I want to kind of back up and let's, as you said, kind of review each one and kind of talk about them independently. You know, first of all, when you talked about what am I here to accomplish? Why am I here? I was just actually in a seminar with uh, Coach Michael Burt, and he really brought this up and it hit me. He said that most men live to 78 years of life as average right now. Women live to 81. Mm -hmm. And so if you take that and then you calculate your age, and then how many days you have left. And so for me, that's a little, that's about 7,200 days. And of course, we don't know exactly, but just as a part of an exercise to make you realize, you know, that's not that many days left on this earth, you know, unless the Lord comes back, would be, be awesome. Um, but uh, 7,200 days left to make that impact that I want to make. And what is that impact? And so uh, listeners, if you will kind of think about that just for a moment, let it sink in that our time here is limited. And so we need to be using the time we have to make that impact. And I love the direction this is going is because what we're talking about today for the most part is an impact we're going to be making in other people's lives. Yeah, and I think right on, I, you don't know what confirmation that was. You just gave me on the 1700 days. I've been talking to folks about, I'm serving mostly the senior population that we're talking about long-term care and it's 8,000 days is the average. So there, there you go, that, yeah. that you get to go do these things. And, and if we're not learning, we're actually, we're stepping back, we're regressing, we're dying. And, and same thing with the uh, in, empowerment as kingdom uh, 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 dwellers as well as are we actually being filled with and moving towards the glory of God every day. Uh, in our lives, because if we're not, then what are we doing, right? And I think this is all part of that same journey, that parallel journey uh, that, that, again, is not separated. It's who we are every day in our every, every piece of our walk of life. I love that. So let's take the, the know me part and kind of uh, when, when I hear know me, it hits me like, wow, that's awesome. But then specifically, what are some things maybe that, you know, we're talking about people at our work? whether they be peers or maybe people that are on our team under us. It could be neighbors. Uh, we live in a new neighborhood and know very, very few people in our neighborhood as of right now. It could be people at church, family members, friends. When you talk about know me, what, what really hits you? What, what does that really mean? Yeah, just, I mean, starting at the beginning of that, with just the self-discovery of who people are. Uh, what their what their walk is and and what's going on in their life that kind of comes in the know me and the care about me as well I mean you gotta you gotta know the person individually you gotta know the whole person the whole package what's going on in their lives um, there's two things that I like to focus on uh, in a team environment one is truly understanding the strengths 
all, all too often when we think about uh, doing reviews and understanding people, we look at, well, give me one thing you're doing well and give me five things you're doing poorly and we'll focus on the five things that you need to, you need to improve upon. And where does that put us? If, if we all focus on the things we need to improve upon and we let our strengths just stand to the side, Amen. then all we're going to become is average. Yeah. Uh, and, and greatness, and you talk about grit to greatness in this podcast, is really when we're able to leverage the strengths that we have and exploit those strengths in a way that only we uniquely can because we've been giving that capability. I love that. I'm a very big believer in that. I think we sometimes get away, and you're exactly right. We talk about, well, let's fix, prove our weaknesses. I love the idea of using your strengths and improving your weaknesses. And um, two examples that come to mind, we often use this too much, I guess, but Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant both were known for improving a weakness every year during the offseason before the next season. That didn't mean that they abandoned their strengths when the next season started. It just meant that they were improving their weaknesses. And I love that. And I love really what we're talking about here more, even though it's just knowing other people's strengths and weaknesses so that we can um, work with them, so that we can appreciate them. Um, I think that's very important in just in getting to know people in such a way where you can and know and love them uh, in whatever relationship it is. Yeah, and, and knowing ourselves too. I mean, have you actually sat down and thought about what are my true strengths? Uh, no matter what that application is, whether that's business or community or uh, wherever it may be in whatever organization that you're putting yourself aligned with, have, have you taken the time to truly understand what your strengths are? Hey Amen. I'm a big believer in these personality tests, the DISC assessment. We use that uh, with AFLAC and they put birds to it. An eagle is somebody that's just, let's just get this done. Let's, you know, let's not talk about it. Let's not think about it. That's me. I'm very big eagle. And you've got the owls who are detailed, the doves who are loving, and the parrots who want to have fun. And uh, I, one of the most proud things that I've done for myself in the business is I, I'm a very overbearing eagle. And people that are quiet and timid and, and uh, you know, just very not really outlandish, kind of getting get on my nerves. And so uh, I realized that at a meeting that I was being overbearing and that I needed to bring it back. And so um, I actually brought it back and actually took Ruthie, my wife, with me to the next meeting because she is also a dove. And so, you know, I think it's important. It's kind of an outlandish way of, of kind of sharing that we do need to know who we are, our strengths and weaknesses. And then as we deal with people, we're able to more be able to deal with them on a, a plateau where you can connect i believe if we kind of know our strengths and weaknesses as well yeah I've, I've heard it talked about as the the golden rule and then the platinum rule uh, as a leader and we we think about how we do unto others as, as we want to have done unto us and truly as a leader we don't get that opportunity uh we need to act and and react in the way that our people need us to act and react, not how we would want them to, to treat us. Uh, and hear me in the nuance of that, right? It's it's understanding what uh, what the needs are of the given situation, not just who we practically think we are as a leader or what our natural tendencies are in a leadership position. I love that. Okay, what about focus? Focus me. You have vision. Yeah. How about that. If, if we all uh, got out on the field and just did what we did great and we had no plan of action or vision of where we're wanting to end 
the game or the season, then it would be chaos. Uh, and, and the same thing happens in, in our business world or in, again, back to community or wherever we're in, engaging ourselves with others. Uh, we have to have a focus, a purpose. We have to have a vision of what that's going to look, feel, taste, uh, smell like when we get there. And, and then bring that backwards to, okay, now how does that apply to each individual uh, part of the organization, each individual person? Um, I can't do my job well and know what I'm, what I'm here to accomplish without being able to correlate and connect every aspect of what I do on a daily basis to that vision of the organization. And this is one of the places I think we miss most. Uh, we set a vision and we, we talk about the purpose that we have. Uh, you know, we're going to uh, deliver a luxury experience in the hotel industry, but then we don't take it back to each of the people in the, in the organization to say, how does my job help deliver that luxury experience in the hotel community as an example? And do I know specifically why it's important that I do X, Y, and Z every day to deliver that, that, uh, that experience for our consumer on the, the uh, final end of this? And um, many of us are dealing with direct and indirect connections with the ultimate customer without an understanding of how's my work fit in to tie to that outcome we're trying to achieve. I love that. Okay, a couple of things that come to mind. One, um, you may laugh at this. I don't know if the younger crowd remember this, and I don't know if this happens anymore or not. Back when I was younger, we would take a magnifying glass. We always had magnifying glasses around the house. I guess our parents and grandparents need them to read and have the <laughs> glasses like they have now. But for some reason, I remember when we were kids, we always had magnifying glasses. And we would go out on a sunny day, um, and we would have a leaf, maybe even a, a small insect or something sometimes, Sadly, but uh, we would have a leaf. And I specifically remember telling a friend that you had to focus it. You had to focus the sun ray on the magnifying glass and it would burn the leaf. And it just really hit me that that's, you know, kind of a vision of focusing. We've got to take all this energy and focus it in one direction. And I think it's important that we take those, like you said, those strengths. Okay, we've got these strengths now. We kind of know ourselves. What do we need to do with it? We need to focus in and have a specific direction that we're going in. And as a leader, we need to help our team to do that. Yeah, there's, there's an incredible energy that happens when I know that what I've been uniquely qualified with as a strength can be applied to a very clear vision of where we want to be with purpose in the future. And I've got people standing beside me that are willing to do the same thing. I think that's the flow that we all talk about. We want to get into in our business, that kind of magic spot that happens. Right. It's when those two things come in alignment and then supported by the last question that we all feel cared about. We're comfortable being in a spot where we can be ourselves and, and do that work together in a place that is happy, healthy, and fun to be a part of. I love that. Okay. I'm going to hit Paul's. I happen to have some notes from one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It was unrivaled Ed Milet's podcast. Um, big fan of Ed Milet and his new book, uh, Power of One More. But Dabo Swinney was on there. A lot of great coaches that we know about, basketball, football, that we kind of maybe follow mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, but, but Dabo Swinney is just my favorite. Just the, the way he holds himself, 
He's uh, he's not abashed at, at sharing his love for Christ and being a witness for Christ and being a leader. Um, and he's right out front with it. And man, this talk, I literally have just pages of notes just from this one pack, podcast with him. Well, one part of it kind of refers to what we're talking about today. He starts with uh, the fact that when he got to Clemson, he had to create a culture there. And like the Tiger Walk, they show every time Clemson plays now yeah. on TV. He started that. Um, he said, you got to feel the energy. He said, this is important to build a culture. And then, of course, he quotes a Bible scripture. Be committed to being the best. First Corinthians 9, 24. Run as in such a way to win. And then he says he has a culture of family. Now, listen to this. Culture of family. How does he do it? Be intentional about it. Be inclusive. Um, layers of communication. Start over each year. You know, have that time where, okay, we've made a mistake. We often beat ourselves up. We could do another podcast soon about mindset and that kind of thing for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but have an opportunity to wait. Okay, I'm going to start fresh. Trust and respect and then have a vision and genuine appreciation. I mean, just great stuff. Trust and respect, have a vision, which is what you're talking about, and then genuine appreciation of people. How powerful is that? Absolutely. Uh, we, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in a setting right now where I'm doing a, a new assimilation of a new company, and and I started a listening tour. And as we're we're listening to everybody in the organization and and starting to understand, you know, what's the view of our customer from the front lines perspective. And trust me, if you want to learn what's going on in your organization, talk to everybody. Uh, don't just talk to your leaders that are reporting to you. Uh, and they've asked, how, how are you getting people to be so open and be a part of the conversation? And uh, somebody picked up on my, my, uh, my trick. Uh, it's not a trick. It's, a, it's authenticity of, of saying thank you. Uh, you're asking people for their feedback and you're wanting to hear what's going on. Thank them for it. And I think that, uh, that appreciation is so important and being curious, being curious and having curiosity to know that we don't have all the answers and nor should we expect ourselves to, um, but through uh, being open enough to understand that, that it's the power of the team that's gonna allow us to generate uh, the, the curiosity and the thoughts that are needed to solve big problems and big challenges. Um, uh, we, we avail ourselves to a whole different world than when we get so stuck and we got the, we got the view and the only way that we can get there. Hey man, I love that. And you, you had mentioned earlier, I love this, how you put this authentic all the time. You know, I think that's so, it really hits me that I think in our world, you know, what we see on Facebook and the news and we hear all the stuff about, and one example that comes to me is people in Hollywood and politicians and about how they do things differently. They'll, you know, they put themselves as one thing, but then they do others and they're not authentic. And really people yep. see through that. I love that. Tell us about being authentic all the time. I love that. Yeah, I think I, I, it's an interesting statement because some people today will read authentic all the time as meaning I, I can take the filter off and I get to just say whatever <laughs> I want to say, whatever I want to say. It. Uh, right. And, yeah. and we see too much of that, that uh, skewed view of authenticism in social media these days. Um, uh, authenticism means that, that you actually have a purpose and you stand for something and you're willing to be uh, that person 100% of the time. And you're not trying to 
figure out how to make yourself something different for the person you're standing in front of. Wow. I love that. And I don't want to, it doesn't mean we don't care. And it doesn't mean we don't care. And it doesn't mean we don't appreciate the other person. Yeah. And we actually recognize that they may have a different point of view uh, that needs to be heard as well. And boy, do we need a little bit of that in today's society, (laughs) Uh, the ability to listen to each other and understand, you know, where common ground could be had, but uh, yeah. That's right. Listening. So vital, you know, even like, for example, in a podcast, you know, as the, uh, facilitator, it's important that I listen to you and not always be thinking ahead to my next question. I want to listen to what you have to say now. And I think that's a perfect example of what we do in our lives every day with our spouses. It's easy to do that with a spouse. Um, with people at work, we're already thinking ahead to what we want to say. We're not truly listening to what the other one's saying, what they're truly trying to get across. It's, it's hard to do because it's much easier to stay focused on how am I polished and how do I look and what's the perception of me going to be That's right. if I have that next, uh, next plan question or next plan comment in place so that I look smart. I love that. I love the idea, too, of a listening tour. And again, trying to take these podcasts and think about all areas of our life. How cool would it be to maybe have a listening tour with your family, you know, to take some opportunities oh, yeah to specifically say, hey, I want to sit down and let's have a meal together or let's sit down and talk and, you know, where are you? How are things going truly? Particularly maybe with children who are of teenage years and above when you get the help. I remember we saw our our young grandchild the other day and, or we saw her on on Facebook Live, I guess, and she was, you know, we were watching her on the phone and, and she just started kindergarten. She just started kindergarten and was like, how was school today? You know what her answer was? Fine. I mean, she's in kindergarten. Now, what's it going to be like when she's in high school and you say, how was your day at school today? So I think it's important that we really be authentic so that we can actually be able to get more from people than just fine. Yeah, the, I, I think the, the art of the question makes a big difference, too. And uh, you just you spurred a thought in my head as I think about my one-on-ones and how I do those with the leaders that I'm working with. We we start we try to be very uh, uh, intentional about that time together because it's so so short uh, with as many leaders and touch bases as you need to have. Uh, you you only get a certain amount of time together, and, and right. the first five to ten minutes of every one of our conversations starts with best and worst or highs and lows. Uh, depending on how you want to frame that, and it, it really is. Tell me what's the you know, what's the best professional, the worst professional, the best personal, and the worst professional for this week. Um, and think about that conversation with your your granddaughter too. Uh, what was your best part of the day? What was your worst part of the day? And just how we change just those small framings that gets us to a spot where we get that small window into the heart to understand right. specifically what's going on with that person uniquely rather than how's it going. Right. Uh, we, yeah. we all say that general, how's it going? Or uh, what a great day. You know, it is we're walking by them in the hallway and and we never get to real connection, real community. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Open-ended questions. Um, we talk about that in sales, asking open-ended questions, not a yes or no or a fine. I love that. And yeah. it's kind of funny. I was thinking about, I had seen a meme on Twitter or somewhere uh, and talking about how somebody always, people always ask you how you're doing, you're supposed to answer fine. And it was like, um, what I really want to answer is not fine. And it just went on this long rant of all the things that are wrong with their life. And it's like, you don't do that. 
And that's so true, though. we got to be careful. And before time gets away from us, I just want to share the timing um, how sometimes God really puts things together in our lives. You know, it could be a little voice. It could be a friend calling. It could be a Bible verse that you read at a certain day or your devotion. God has times where he reaches down and speaks to us in a way. We've got to be aware of those. Well, today's Bible verse on the Version app is where they came to Jesus. And I, I really believe they were trying to catch Jesus. They were trying to find out something they could you know, fuss at him about. They want to know what the most important commandment was. And they thought they were going to catch him and be able to have something against him. And he, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Um, but what he said was, and the second is like it. I love that. He didn't just stop at the first one. You know, it's like you saying, you saying, you know, what's your favorite meal at Jeff Ruby's? And I would say, David, man, you got to have the sushi. But, oh, man, you've also got to have, you know, I'd be going, I'd go on and I'd list four or five because it's it's so important to me. We both love Jeff Ruby's. And, and so I would, I would not just tell you one, I'd go on this rant because it's so important to me. Well, Jesus said, the second is just like it. Love your neighbors yourself, care for people, love people. That hits me sometimes of how important that is. And I've got to take that to heart more and realize that. And he didn't say certain types of people. He didn't say Christians. He didn't say your family. He said, love all people. As yourself, yeah the uh, the mirroring of who he is in our lives is what our general quest is all about. Uh, getting closer to him so that we can become more full of and expose more of his nature to others, so that they can then in turn see him. Um, I, one of one of my framings, and I know Chuck, you and I've talked about this in the past to help with thinking that through as I show up, whether it's across the negotiation table or whether it's sitting next to a family member or a stranger that I've never had a conversation with, is starting with that mental connection of this person was made in his image, whether they recognize it yet or not, they were made in his image. And this is Christ's child this is this is a being that he has put on this earth now what does it happen what happens to me internally whenever i stop and think for a second and i look in that person's eyes and go okay what's the conversation i want to have now amen versus what was the conversation i wanted to have when i walked in and was tuned up about the fact that uh, they didn't get my car fixed just right and i i need to i need to motivate them to get it done differently yeah uh my my approach uh, changes a little bit i love that you know how it hits me is it just seems like it's been a normal thing recently it's like uh, i'll be looking at somebody that maybe is irritating me or they're completely different from me and it hits me the holy spirit says i love them as much as i love you and it just really hits me and like That's you it. said then it kind of changes the way you want to look at it you know let, god loves them he wants to spend time with them. He wants to be with them just as much as he does us. And so I think that's a great way of putting it. Uh, one thing I want to make sure we end with, you mentioned this earlier, and I want to get to this, is, you know, you start off, why am I here? Well, what am I on this life to do? And then we talk a little bit about legacy. What legacy do we want to leave? And I love another word you use is impact. What impact do I want to make on earth while we're here? Let's kind of finish this up and summarize it and think about that as we have X days left. 
Um, what is the what is the legacy we want to leave, or what's the impact we want to leave on this earth? Yeah, I think most people tell us, "Oh, well, it's uh, how much money did I get, and uh, how much uh, wealth did I acquire, or right. uh, you know, people did I speak to? How big was my my uh, followers?" Um, I think if you go and talk to most people who in, in those standards of the world's definition say have made it, uh, they would tell you it really wasn't about any of that. The re rewarding nature of what they had was how many lives that they actually touched, relationships that they were able to create. Um, and I, I think um, that is in and of itself what, when I boil down legacy and impact, it's who have I been able to cr truly create deep relationship with where I truly authentically know the, the person and we've been able to find a better self in the, in the uh, conversation and in the uh, uh, journey together. Um, I love that. That's awesome. I, and, and I will say, I will say as business leaders and influencers and uh, drivers in this world, if you've been given children, uh, don't look too far because your biggest opportunity for legacy is right in front of you. And the opportunity to have an impact in their lives is the one that's really going to last. Uh, no matter how many times you get to stand in front of thousands of people, or even if it's just 10 people, uh, the two, the three, the four, the five, how many of your kids it is that you have and the spouse that you get to uh, walk through this life with those are your biggest opportunities and they know who you are uh, because they see more of you than anybody else. I love that. Two things. One, there's a Christian song. I wish I remember the name of it, but uh, it really hit me because I had a little bit different way of thinking about it. It said, I don't want to leave a legacy, only Jesus. And that really hit me, you know, because we talk about, we want to leave, but what legacy you want to leave. But this song really hit me because it said, I'm, I'm not even worried about a legacy per se. I'm worried about Jesus. One of portray Jesus. That's pretty cool. And then a few months ago, I was at the funeral of a family member and there were uh, four, count them, four preachers or pastors there, David. And I laugh because you can imagine how long this funeral was, because if you put a preacher up in front of people, <laughs> what's a preacher going to do? He's going to preach. Um, right. The, the four preachers all talked about this gentleman and they talked for a while and they never said a word about how much money he made. They never said a word about what he owned. And all due respect, this person didn't make a lot of money, didn't have a lot. But the impact was they never said a word about how much money he made or didn't make, what he owned or didn't own. Every one of them spoke about his love for people and how he helped people, how he volunteered as a firefighter, how he helped people at work, how he helped people in his life. And it just really hits me about how that's really what it comes down to. I mean, that doesn't mean we don't want to make money. Who better that God can use when times come than somebody who's blessed with money that can turn around and be used by that's God right. in that way. So um, we're not saying that, but truly think about what, what is God calling you to leave as your legacy? What impact do you want to have on this life in those days that are left? That's right. Chuck, uh, it, it has been a pleasure sitting and chatting with you as always. Uh, I got to tell you, um, iron sharpens iron, and it's it's always been Preach. an opportunity when we sit down together to talk about uh, 
our walks and and sometimes there's challenges we're dealing with and having somebody stand beside you that you can talk with and encourage you uh, through those times is very important and I, I consider it an honor to have you as one of those friends. I appreciate it, man. It's really an honor to be here and uh, this is just too easy and so I definitely see us doing this again in the future. We'll, we'll pick a topic and we'll just run with it. So um, I love this and so we appreciate having David on with us today. We hope we've helped in some small way to help you make an impact in, in your life um, and have a culture of getting to know people, of knowing people, focusing people, and caring about people. As always, Psalm uh, 1914, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, Grit to Greatness listeners. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit to Greatness. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get great updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Grit to Great podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.